Welcome to episode 2 of season 4. Welcome to My Beautiful Stories, our conversations about finding the magic in the mundane. If you enjoy My Beautiful Stories, please support us. We are currently unfunded and all your support is gratefully received. There is a photo in my parents' house of a young woman and a man dressed in black. The woman is petite and her dress modest, yet perfectly prepared for the occasion. I imagine it was recently stiffened. The shirt underneath is a crisp white. You can guess stitchwork on the edges of the shirt, or perhaps it's embroidery. The photo is too faded to tell. The man is wearing what looks like his Sunday suit and a high hat. They are both standing still, eyes at the camera, Faces full of concentration, not the faintest smile on their lips. This is not an impromptu, uh, let's pop into the photographer's booth, hit of the moment affair. No, this is a planned and diligently executed memory. It is also the only memory that remains of my grandparents together in Greece. There followed almost 20 years of painful separation of parallel lives whilst all they wanted was to be together. My great-grandparents were forced to flee the civil war in Greece and eventually settled in a rural part of Romania. As a child, I heard about the tall rock my grandmother used to live on at the edge of the sea. I heard of the waves crashing onto the shore of their unmistakable sound, of the salt in the nostrils and the grilled fish for supper. She told us grandchildren how she missed her house, how she had longed to return, yet she never did. The years passed and when it was eventually possible for her to go back to her origins, she was too frail for the trip. I am left to wonder, what was it she longed for the most? The turquoise, the violet, the blue, was it a sound, the waves crashing against rock, the whoosh of the wind, was it the crustacean smell which sometimes lingered in the air? Her wish was never met, so I imagine it stays as an expectant seed in us who remained. One day I will go see that home by the sea, but until then... Whenever I visit a seascape, I replace the house she described in my imagination. The house is a shapeshifter. Sometimes it's a fisherman's hut. Other times it has luxurious iron-cast balconies. But I find it always perched on the top of a cliff. A rock, the most durable, impregnable and not obviously beautiful piece of nature. This photo and a letter remained. Testimonies to our nomadic nature. I too have left, not to go back to Greece, but to flee elsewhere. I hold this landscape and the story close to my heart, however. For ages I would dream about it. To me, it's more of an anchor into my diverse past and into the tragedy and destiny which marked my ancestors, all due to man-made disputes, not natural processes. So I guess you 
left out some of the details and the situation in which they left, which uh, wasn't fun. And the fact that they only have that picture with them from their past lives testifies to that. But I guess that's for a whole other episode. I guess I left all the hardship out on this occasion and we should acknowledge that my great-grandparents and all the people from their generation went through very difficult times. But on this occasion, I wanted to focus on identities and our sense of belonging. And you could say that you and I are also immigrants, although we never set out to be when we came to study in the UK. And like we said, we cannot compare the hardships that your grandparents went through, but we also had a very limited amount of things that we brought to the UK. I remember the old-fashioned suitcase I had with me that were all of my possessions, which probably now is just less than one shopping we do. Going on a bit of a tangent here, but don't I remember that you brought some jam with you in that suitcase? Yes, I did. It was given to me by my uncle and was my staple for a couple of days before I worked things out how to manage myself, you know, in a completely new country, new setting. It was quite precious, almost like taking stuff to space into that suitcase, because that was the only suitcase I had. And similarly, when I arrived here, very close to the time when you arrived, I was also stripped of all unnecessary goods. And it wasn't because I couldn't bring them, but because my stay here was supposed to be temporary. I was just here for a master's course for one year. And thus, neither you nor I took any of the memorabilia that we might have otherwise taken. And in that sense, our experiences don't compare. We were as empty-handed as my great-grandpa all those many years ago. We did start to bring bits of pottery, grandma's carpet, a photo album, and other such things much, much later possibly all the way to when we had children and we knew for sure that living here had lost its state of impermanence. Although obviously comparing to your grandparents and people that around the world have to migrate more rapidly or in more aggravated circumstances, we had that comfort because we knew we could bring the memorabilia anytime or we thought we could uh, and that just made it I think, psychologically easier to live without them. And on reflection, there is so much more that migrants lose, apart from the material things that they will never bring. We, for example, slowly lost touch with our country's internal politics. We lost touch with the latest architectural changes. Eventually, we stopped keeping up with the development of our languages. We are both starting to sound somewhat archaic when speaking Romanian or Polish. I don't know whether archaic, but the latest cool phrases and sentences and uh, expressions are lost to are us. Lost to us. Yeah. <laughs> Equally, our rapport with the country we live in now is and will always be different to those born here. We do consider it our home now, but there are still certain traditions that we have not picked up on we acknowledge them, but really we'd still observe them as outsiders. On the other hand, uh, I haven't still convinced my English friends that cucumbers in brine are a delicacy. And of course our accents will always distinguish us as different. 
And there are migrants that lose so much more in this process. They lose family, they lose position in society. Often the roles are reversed. I've met people who had a position in the country they left. They were doctors or university professors and who did not integrate in the same way in the country they live in now. But in between all this losing and gaining, there is something that migrants gain and people who come in contact with them do so by some sort of symbiosis. And that is a sense of universality, a love of people beyond country borders. It's funny, the root of the word patriot comes from the Greek pateras, which means father, yet my Greek family rather loved people for their humanity than their country allegiances. Yes, I think the positive side of immigration, leaving aside all the problems with it, is when it develops everyone that's involved in this process as humans, as human beings. And I think then our friends here that are accepting, learn and benefit, we benefit. Our friends in our countries that we came from that are still in contact with us also benefit. It just, it can be, this aspect of immigration can be very enriching. Today's recommendation is a very beautiful film, The Weeping Meadow, Tolivadi Pudakriti, by Theo Angelopoulos. It is stunning. It's a tale of migration and love, uh, told beautifully, also with some humor, even though it's not a comedy. And it's, it is beautifully filmed as well and done in its own style. I remember a couple of scenes, one of a settlement, Greek settlement filmed at the edge of the river, which is stunning. Mm. And the director pays a lot of attention to the detail in the background. I won't give you any spoilers, but there is one scene which stuck in my mind, which is a party, a dance party organized by our protagonists. And as we see the party being organized and our characters, I think, speaking, in the background there are people continuously coming into the party, couples uh, in, in threes, in fours. And it's all the time interesting because each set of the people entering the party is different. You almost don't get bored. There's so much. Um, you don't variety. get bored with, yeah, there's so much variety and and effort put into what's happening in the background is literally very interesting to watch as the background of the scenes. So I'm, I'm sure you will enjoy it, or I hope you will enjoy it. And you got excited and forgot to mention that the reason why we chose the film as well is because it's set within the context of the Greek migrant community. Oh yeah, there's that as well. That's it for today. Thank you, and until next time. Or adios for a bit of Greek. For more My Beautiful Stories, go to stories.com. You can also find details there on My Beautiful Stories Coffee Club, where you can support us.